Acts, the third chapter, and this can be found on page 112 in your Pew Bibles in the New Testament section of your Pew Bibles, verses 1 through 19. Let us first pray. O holy God, as we open up your word, we give you thanks that you meet us here right now. We give you thanks for the power of your Holy Spirit to transform our lives. Most Holy God, we pray that as we listen for your words, that we would be open to what it is that you will say to us this day. It is in Jesus Christ's name that we pray. Amen. Listen for God's word, reading verses 3 Chapter 3, verses 1 through 10. One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the hour of prayer at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And a man, lame from birth, was being carried in. People would lay him daily at the gate of the temple called the Beautiful Gate, so that he could ask for alms for those entering the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked them for alms. Peter looked intently at him, as did John, and said, Look at us. And he fixed his attention on them, expecting to receive something from them. But Peter said, I have no silver or gold, but what I have What have I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth? Stand up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and raised him up. And immediately his feet and ankles were made strong. Jumping up, he stood and began to walk. And he entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. All the people saw him walking and praising God. And they recognized him as the one who used to sit and ask for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. While he clung to Peter and John, all the people ran together to them in the portico called Solomon's Portico, utterly astonished. When Peter saw it, he addressed the people, You Israelites, why do you wonder at this? And why do you stare at us as though by our own power or piety we had made him walk? the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, the God of our ancestors, has glorified his servant Jesus, whom you handed over and rejected in the presence of Pilate, though he had decided to release him. But you rejected the Holy and Righteous One and asked to have a murderer given to you, and you killed the author of life, whom God raised from the dead. To this we are witnesses, and by faith in his name, 
His name itself has made this man strong, whom you see and know. And the faith that is through Jesus has given him this perfect health in the presence of all of you. And now, friends, I know that you acted in ignorance, as did your rulers. In this way, God fulfilled what he had foretold through all the prophets, that his Messiah would suffer. Repent, therefore, and turn to God, so that your sins may be wiped out, so that the times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, and that he may send the Messiah appointed for you, that is Jesus, who must remain in heaven until the time of universal restoration that God announced long ago through his holy prophets. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I was driving on Highway 64 recently, my two grandsons in the back seat. We'd been on the road about 45 minutes and had to go slow because of a sudden and heavy rainfall. One grandson was drawing on a piece of paper. The other was playing the video game Plants and Zombies on my cell phone. Plants and Zombies for the Uninitiated is a game in which the player protects home and garden from the advance of brain-eating zombies by hurling cherry bombs, launching pea shooters, and exploding potato mines. Nana, came a voice from the back seat, if you just stood in the garden when the zombie game came, what would happen? Well, I wouldn't be driving this car because they would have already eaten my brains. I was just checking to see if you knew that. (laughs) The boys chattered back and forth, and after a while I heard a long sigh. How much longer? I looked to see if there was a sign And there, coming up in green and white, was the highway sign that said, Mannequin Sabbath Exit, One Mile. We'll be there in about 20 minutes, I said. And then I thought about getting home and making dinner and the boys playing outside, almost there. Road signs on the highway Tell us where we are and what is up ahead. When Jesus travels through the various towns, he encounters people broken down by the side of the road, lost people, people who have made wrong turns. He observes so many people overwhelmed by the storms of life. He perceives with compassion those who are hungry and crushed and scared. He responds first by teaching them, and his amazing authority captures the hearts and minds of people, and he draws large crowds. Jesus heals and casts out demons. Jesus calls these healings signs. 
Jesus' teaching and healings are road signs on the highway. They tell us where we are and where we're headed. Blessed are the poor. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are those who work for peace. Jesus names the terrible brokenness of life, the tear in the fabric of creation, and declares that God is at work to bless, heal, rescue, reconcile, and bring a new creation to earth. Jesus is himself the road sign, saying that God is breaking in. The kingdom of God is at hand, Jesus says. The kingdom of God is not a place. It is where the will of God is done. It is not where we go after death. It is where everyone have what is needed for wholeness in body, mind, or spirit. Jesus is where we sing the kingdom of God in its fullness, as people are blessed, fed, healed, and given hope. And the remarkable thing is that after Jesus' death and resurrection, he gives that power to his disciples. Peter and John are going to the temple at about three in the afternoon. They pass a man, lame from birth, who daily begs. Do you have a coin? Anything would help. Peter says, I do not have gold or silver. I will give you what I have in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Stand up and walk. Peter takes the man by the right hand and raises him up, and his legs and ankles are strengthened, and he begins to walk and to laugh and to praise God. He's fairly giddy with delight. The the crowd gathers, and Peter says, It's not by our power or faithfulness, that we have done this. It is the God of your ancestors who have done this through Jesus of Nazareth. Peter says, repent, turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out and times of refreshing come upon you from the Spirit of the Lord until the day of final restoration. In the life of the early church, physical healings were rare. They were signs pointing to what God intended. But even more astonishing signs occurred. Poor and rich people ate together. Poor and rich prayed and studied the Bible together. Walls were broken down between people at odds for ages. Community is formed in which there is a radical sharing of money and goods. Courageous stands are taken by disciples proclaiming Jesus, the same people who would run away when Jesus was arrested. The compelling presence Compassion and love of Jesus draws people together. Social norms and laws are changed. It is all made possible through the Spirit 
and power of Jesus at work. We are given the same power to heal and restore. We may not believe it. We may see the signs and go by another road. But Jesus promises that where two or three are gathered, he is present with us. Jesus promises us that we will do greater things than he. In 1911, a young woman in New York City, Frances Perkins, witnessed a terrible tragedy. There was the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory in which women and children worked. There was only one fire escape, and you had to crawl through a hole to get at it. The factory caught fire. The doors had been locked so that the workers could not take a break. Many of the 146 people jumped to their deaths trying to escape the fire. Frances Perkins vowed that she would work to make sure this never happened again. Frances Perkins had a master's degree in economics, and she was a devout Christian. The fire was a sign for Frances, pointing to a future to which she believed God was pointing her. She worked diligently on safety standards, limiting the work week to 54 hours, ending child labor, and developing workers' compensation through the state of New York and finally in the federal government. Her own life was very hard. Both her husband and daughter suffered from debilitating bouts of mental illness, and she was their only income. Her faith and devotion is what empowered Perkins. Her life became a road sign pointing to the kingdom of God, to the road that leads to greater health, wholeness, and compassion for the human family. She served as 12 years as the Secretary of Labor under Franklin Roosevelt. She was a smart woman. She looked around at this cabinet full of men, and she realized that if she dressed like their mothers, they would listen to her. When we pack 10,000 meals for hungry people today, when we build furniture for homeless families who can now go into an apartment, when we clean up grounds for Christian summer camp, we are doing more than service projects. We are signs pointing to the kingdom of God. When we rally for affordable housing, job training, and education, we are signs pointing to the world God intends. 
when we stand with a family during a terrible crisis or make a long-term commitment to the poor, to the children of the inner city, we are signs pointing to the life that God intends for everyone. When we share prayer, when we share love and compassion, when we talk about Jesus, God in Jesus will empower us. Today, for those of you who are working on Serve Day, pray for the people who will enjoy the fruits of your labor. As we rally tomorrow with risk, Richmonders involved to strengthen our community, pray for the city that God intends. Pray that the Holy Spirit would come upon this church with power. Be the signs. Be the light of the world. I want to thank those who have made Serve Day possible. I'm going to read their names. Mary Garrison, who heads up our team. Marsha Williams, Echo Marshall, Richard Madden, David Snyder, Kim Wright, Debbie Wilkinson, Tammy Richelieu, Sheridan Taylor, Megan Rose, George Morlock, and Cynthia Hall. For those of you serving today, I'd like you to answer this question. So be ready. Will all of you who are serving today be signs of God's love and compassion, not just today, but each day as you follow Jesus, will you? Will you, as this congregation, pray for our city, the poor, the hurt, the lost, the ill, not just today, but each day as you follow Jesus, will you? Thanks be to God.